Today's program was made possible by the generous prayer and support of the faithful friends and partners of this ministry. Visit our new website at Sheila.media. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sheila Zielinski Show for this Wednesday, June 13th. You are in for an incredible blessing because this is so powerful. I've been working on a teaching for about a month, and then I came across my good friend Randy Ritchie. I've had him on the program before. He actually has a teaching already done on this, and it is something that affects every single one of us. By the way, I got a landslide of people that emailed me about the Freemasonry teaching we did. So King Rand Ritchie, welcome back to the program, sir. Such a pleasure. Well, thank you, Sheila. Delighted to be here. Let's get into this because I know one thing. This may be the most powerful show I've done all year, maybe even. This is so important. I'm going to let you set it up, take the mic, get into the teaching, and you throw it back to me when you're ready, sir. Okay, sister, thank you so much. And we're going to talk today about trauma and specifically the spirit of trauma. I I want to say this is that even functioning people are often affected by trauma. There are varying levels of functionality in in any given life. Uh, I'm going to speak this even uh, to you. You may have had wonderful parents. You may have had a great father. You, you might have had an awesome, sweet mother. But even the best of parents hurt their children at times or make mistakes, even the godly ones. And so we want to talk about trauma. And maybe for some of you, you've, you've lived a life there. You had those good parents and you didn't have terrible, terrible things happen to you. But the enemy who we fight, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but powers, principalities, rulers of darkness in this world, evil spirits in high place. We're wrestling against the demons, and they do take advantage of the slightest hurt and wound. And so if you're that person that you had a pretty good life, and I'm, I'm just asking that, that, and I believe the Lord would have me ask you that you have an open mind in this teaching. And, and as we go through, we're going to teach, we're going to set the table for trauma, what it does to people. We're going to talk about the symptoms. And I'm just asking you to keep an open mind at the end that when we pray, if the Holy Spirit shows you something, do not dismiss it. Do not dismiss it. Deal with it. Let God be God. I'm going to pray right now. Father, let every hidden work of darkness be exposed in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you in Jesus' name for your good hand upon us. I thank you for your kindness and your grace and your mercy and your love. There is no God like you. You are the first and the last, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Lord Jesus, you are the King of kings, the Lord of lords. You are a great warrior. Yahweh is your name. Yahweh is a man of war. Father, we thank you for that. Jesus, you're the captain of the Lord's army. I thank you for doing battle on our behalf. I thank you for the authority you've given us over all the power of the enemy to bind the enemy. I bind the enemy right now. I bind the strong man assigned against me, to Sheila, to every listener, even now and the times to come, in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father, that you are amazing, and we invite you, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we need you. Need your help ask you to help me teach, anoint my tongue to speak, and anoint the ears of the hearer to hear 
let God arise and the enemy be scattered in Jesus' name. Trauma. Now, some of you may have had a deep, deep trauma. You may have been traumatized in the womb. You may have been traumatized at birth, coming through the birth canal. You may have been traumatized in the cradle. You may have been traumatized at many points in your life, with each of those being an entry for the spirit of trauma. I want to say that when I first learned about trauma, there was a woman, and and she uh, was teaching. It was on TV, and I was walking out the door, and as I was walking out, out the door, I heard this woman, and she ministers healing and, and ministers deliverance as well, but she made this statement. This was many years ago, and the statement she made was that um, trauma seems to be, they have found that trauma seemed to be like a glue that kept many other spirits in, and when they would deal with trauma and command trauma to go and do what you need to do to bring the healing there, all of a sudden, many other spirits would leave and healing would flow into a person's body. And so I took note of that. And as a, a minister that does deliverance, there are some things you just hear and you try. Because the Word of God tells us we cast out demons. The Word of God tells us to heal the sick. The Word of God tells us. But sometimes the details of plundering the enemy's kingdom are either learned by by doing what God says to do and observing what happens and then praise God for those ministers that went before us that have been there such as Derek Prince and the Hammonds and they're all gone on to their reward but they left books behind books like pigs in the parlor books like they shall expel demons that that left teaching and a and a, a foundation that then somebody could pick up and grow from and learn from and then learn themselves so that taught me that spirit of trauma when I heard that and deployed it and began to cast it out I began to see great results for people and so I want you to know and you'll probably hear this again but trauma can happen from a um, mental from soulish attacks from soulish wounds from words it can it can happen from rejection but it can also happen through accident Uh, what we call accidents blows to the body in some way, shape, or form. And without any further ado, I'm going to move into the basis of this teaching, and I just thank the Lord in advance that the captives shall be set free and that people are going to be healed. And we thank you for that, Father, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. All right. Praise you, Lord. Uh, By definition, trauma is an overwhelming life event that renders one helpless and fearing for his or her life. Trauma overwhelms the abilities to cope and is outside the range of normal experience. Traumatic experiences typically take place beyond the parameters of even collective consciousness. It, It remains often in the subconscious mind. Trauma can throw into question or destroy healthy beliefs about God, about yourself, about others that are acquired from good sources, holy sources like your parents or church, even good things that are of culture, you know, good family things. You know, uh, listen, if your culture is different than what Jesus would have you do, that part of your culture needs to be thrown away. But if your culture is families are close-knit and you love one another, that's a good culture. Thank God for those things. Trauma can throw into doubt everything good that's ever happened to you. Trauma is an emotional response to a terrible event like an accident, a rape, or a natural disaster. 
Immediately after the event, shock and denial are typical. Longer-term reactions can include amnesia, unpredictable emotions, flashbacks, strained relationships, and even physical symptoms like headaches or nausea. The beginning of this can be a normal reaction to terrible events. But some people have difficulty moving on with their lives. Some specific causes of trauma are a bad experience that upsets someone. It can make you feel very upset, afraid, or shocked. You know, sometimes, and, and I'll pray this later, but it's like you've been hit in the chest with a hammer with the news that you received. Hit in the chest, a blow, somebody's words, boom! Even though they were words, it's like you were physically hit. Medically, you can have a serious injury or shock to the body from violence or an accident. You know, right now, there are many of our soldiers coming back with PTSD. Uh, listen, police see terrible things. Uh, ambulance drivers, uh, firemen can see terrible things and suffer PTSD without having even been shot at, just from what you've seen. But you add on top of that what has to happen, both to stay alive and what you have to do as part of being a soldier. These are things the enemy can take advantage of. And Now, now let me tell you something. The good news is nobody has to live that way. Nobody, nobody has to live that way if you'll come to Jesus, if you'll trust the Lord, if you'll give your life to him and let his power flow into you to stop this. If Jesus doesn't do it for you, and if you come to him, he will. But if he doesn't do it, and listen, I'm not knocking anybody, but a psychiatrist, a psychologist, the medical field, medicine will not set you free. It may cause you to function. It may give you the ability to function, but you, should, you will not be set free by it. You'll be numbed down, sometimes numbed down, sometimes dumbed down to the point where you don't have the flashbacks, where you don't, you're just numb. But Jesus wants you to not just survive. He has died for you. He died. So if we come into him and he comes into us and we get born again and his power is allowed to work in our lives, we can be set free. And those images can be erased from your mind. The voices, the sounds can be erased from your mind. The smells, the taste, the feelings can be done away with by the power of the living God. The demons know how to bring the images. They know what to do to even trigger you so they can do their damage. So I want to say again, trauma can enter your life through accident, emotional abuse, physical abuse, sexual abuse, shock, verbal abuse, violence, etc. Sometimes a result of trauma will be amnesia. It's a defense mechanism. Research has shown that individuals respond to overwhelming trauma by using a variety of psychological mechanisms. One of the most common means of dealing with the pain is try to push it out of awareness, bury it. Some label the phenomenon of the process whereby the mind avoids conscious acknowledgement of traumatic experience as disassociative amnesia. Others use terms such as repression, disassociative state, traumatic amnesia, psychogenic shock. Some call it motivated forgetting. All that aside, there's a near universal scientific acceptance of fact. I'm going to say it again. A near universal scientific acceptance of fact that the mind is capable of avoiding conscious recall of traumatic experiences. Amnesia has been reported in combat for crimes, for concentration camp experiences, 
and torture. Evidence of this process can be found in the early literature on World War I and World War II. Here are some quotes from researchers. I want to say this. When I began this teaching, I went into the secular realm to see what they say they see. To see what they say, the people that do studies on trauma, the people that have done studies on post-traumatic stress syndrome, so that we can see what is happening to people. Now, then when we take this and then we can talk about it, but what they don't have the ability to do unless they know the king of glory is that we can see these things, see how the enemy is working to destroy people's life. You always have to remember that the thief comes but to steal, to kill, and destroy. And Jesus said, I've come to give you a life and a life more abundant. So I call on you today, choose this abundant life in the Lord Jesus. And and one of the biggest lies the devil puts on people is that it's just going to be this way for the rest of my life. It's just going to be this way. It is what it is. That is a lie. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Jesus paid that price. And then, by the way, yes, he died and paid the price, but he rose again. And he has resurrection power that he's given to the born-again believer in Christ Jesus. And I'm telling you today, his resurrection power can set you free. It will be seen that certain disturbances are common to all. Amnesia. Varying from complete obliterations of the past to what's called oblivescence, which would be a process of forgetting of the scenes than the occasioning following the shock. Sometimes there's severe headaches and mental conditions varying from slight depression to severe stupor. I have seen people that are walking around in a spirit of numbness. And I, now listen, some are walking around in a spirit of numbness because of the Valium or the, or the Xanax or whatever other antidepressants and anti-anxiety medication that people will be on. But some are just numb. It's a demon. They are totally numb. Their emotions are numb. And that has a, a defense mechanism. But listen to me. Body of Christ, and listen, if you listen to this and you're not born again, just Choose Jesus, first of all, because we're all sinners and we all need a Savior, and it's heaven or hell is your choice. So I'm calling on you today, if you hear this, he died. He's God. He came in the flesh. He's born of a virgin, lived a perfect life. He died on a cross. He rose again on the third day, sits at the right hand of the throne of God, ever interceding for the saints, and he's coming back soon to judge the quick and the dead. Don't be on the wrong side when he comes back, but then cut on the right side and then run to him and get help. There is help to be had for this life, and then you'll be a witness to get more people into this beautiful family of the living God. There's a frequently a strong disinclination to talk of forgotten periods as if they were being actively inhibited or suppressed rather than as if they had been passively disassociated. I remember many years ago, I, I wasn't even saved, but I had a friend of mine who's Father was a Korean War vet, and apparently he was one of those men that had to fight the Chinese. And the Chinese came over in hordes against the, 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 the American troops in Korea, horde after horde after horde, and he manned a machine gun there. 
And he would never talk about it. You'd ask his son, he said, Dad just won't talk about it. But see, he manned a machine gun, and they were under brutal circumstances. He would have had to have killed hundreds upon hundreds, if not thousands of men. He couldn't talk about it. He could have been healed. In all these cases, whenever the memories disassociated from the normal personality revived, they were accompanied by an outburst of emotion, sometimes of frenzy, but generally of fear. It is natural to thrust aside painful memories, just as it's natural to avoid dangerous or horrible scenes in actuality. And this natural tendency to banish the distressing is especially pronounced in those whose powers of resistance have been lowered by the long continued strains of trench life the shock of explosion or the other catastrophes of warfare listen to me church now that's talking about war that's talking about war but some of you have been in a trench life your whole life some of you got molested as a young child some of you got molested repeatedly afterwards some of you then began to get raped as you got older you've been in a trench your whole life some of you were beaten, were beaten unmercifully by your parents. Some of you were cussed at. Some of you were told you were stupid or an idiot or the other unholy words that people speak to other people. And you felt like no matter what you do, it's not enough. You constantly have to defend yourself because you're operating in such deep levels of rejection that even to be taught anything, you feel like you're less than the person, so you have to be defensive over everything. Well, listen, the Lord wants to take you out of the trench. The Lord wants to take you out of the trench. He wants you to deliver you of the demons. He wants to heal your heart where it's been broken, and he wants to take this trauma out of your life. Now, some of you can fill in the blanks of how else you've been in trauma and been in the trench, but I declare in the name of Jesus, you're coming out of the trench. Your head is going to be lifted up by the Lord, and he's going to become your glory in Jesus' name. People around us can encourage us to forget and move on. There is an obvious need to move on with life. With the healing power of Jesus, you can move on, or without the healing power of Jesus, I want to say that again, however, without the healing power of Jesus, you may move on, but you're still attached to the event, the people and the spirits that invade with every traumatic experience. We can look at some frequencies of amnesia. 22 Holocaust survivors who as children, they hid from the Nazis. As children, they were encouraged not to tell, but to lead normal lives and forget the past. Maybe that person that molested you told you not to tell, encouraged you to lie about what happened. Today's the day. Now listen, as I talk about things, now you, I'm telling you right now, we're going to pray here towards the end of this teaching, but, I, but I'm going to tell you right now, if something comes up and you're being triggered by something and you're hearing something or you're seeing something and, and memories are flooding back, here's what you've got to forgive. you got to forgive. you got to forgive your parents. You've got to forgive if somebody molests you, if somebody raped you. You've got to let them go. If you got PTSD, you got to forgive the enemy. If you're mad at the government, you got to forgive them. You got to forgive yourself. So as we're going through this and the Lord brings something to you, listen, forgive yourself. Forgive those that hurt you. And if you're mad at God, forgive him. He didn't do it to you. He didn't do it to you. He gave this earth to man. God's a good God. 
Yahweh is a good God. He loves you. So, But if you've got, if you want to be healed and you've got any audit the Lord for anything, maybe somebody died and you've been mad at God ever since. Why didn't you say my father? Why didn't my father live? Why did you allow them to? Was it him? He doesn't control everything on the earth. He moves as men pray. He moves as men pray. Listen to me. He moves as men pray. He loves you if you're alive, if you hear this, if you get to hear my voice. He has made a way for you right now for your life to change. Don't stay where you are. The most pervasive preoccupation of child survivors is the continuing struggle with memory, whether there is too much or too little. For a child survivor today, or even more vexing problem is the intrusion of fragments of memory. Most are emotionally powerful and painful, but make no sense. They seem to become more frequent with time and are triggered by thousands of subtle or not-so-subtle events. Here's a quote. So much of my childhood between the ages of four and nine is blank. It's almost as if my life was smashed into little pieces. The trouble is, when I try to remember, I come up with so little. This ability to forget was probably my way of surviving emotionally as a child. I want to I expand on this a minute. I'm going to pray before, as, as soon as I'm through expanding. The Father will bring to you what you're able to handle right now. He will choose in Jesus' name. He will choose what you can handle now, what you need to have come up. And you see, if there's memory blocked, the only way you get healed is to deal with the memory, forgive, break the curses, forgive the people, cast out the demons, break any unholy soul ties, ask God to heal you. Those things need to be done. But you, but the Lord will he knows you. He knows your soul. So we're going to pray. I'm going to pray right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that everything that needs to be revealed to your people is revealed. And not one thing is hidden by the enemy. I bind and break the power of all demonic seals, all satanic, fallen angel, luciferian, and demonic seals, shields, and armor all unholy armor that would block, all blocking spirits, all hindrances to deliverance. In the name of Jesus, I break your power. I bind you in Jesus' name. I I thank you, Father, that those works are cut off in Jesus' name. Now, Holy Spirit, I ask you to lead your people into all truth in the name of Jesus. And I thank you that everything they need now will be brought forward, and then as they go through their life, you'll show them the things, and they will come even away from this teaching with an understanding of how to handle them. And Father, we give you the glory for it in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. So the woman continues in the quote, even now, whenever anything unpleasant happens to me, I have a mental garbage can in which I put all the bad stuff and forget it. I'm still afraid of being hungry. I never leave my house without some food. I don't even remember being hungry. I asked my sister. She said we were hungry, so I must have been. I just don't remember. So this person here, 40 years after the fact of what happened to her, won't even leave her home without food because she's afraid of going hungry. Even though she's not sitting there, listen, she's not sitting there probably going, I'm, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I don't want to, I'm afraid of being hungry. She's not sitting there, but that fear is operating and she just moves and does things, not even fully understanding why. Trauma. 
will work to maintain an open wound for demonic activity. It brings confusion, insecurity, betrayal, disillusion. Cases of trauma open up the individual for sexual abuse, bullying, domestic violence, indoctrination, alcoholism, addictions, seeing death can bring spirits of death and terror and fear of death. Maybe you've seen somebody die. Maybe you came upon an accident. I knew a man that came to me, and he was an awesome man of God, loved the Lord. He was a police chaplain, and when he came to me, he said, I need your help. And I said, well, what is it, brother? And he said, I got a call, and I went to a scene of a suicide And when I got there, it turned out it was one of my best friends, and I had no clue it was him. And he said he shot himself, and he said, and this was six months after the fact, the man said, he said, anytime I can't even, if I saw ketchup on french fries, it triggers all of what I saw, and I just break down, and I can't even contain. And so when he told me that, I took him aside. We forgave his friend. We broke any unholy soul ties from that scene. We got commanded the spirits to go of the death and spirits of trauma replay. And we kicked, kicked him out, asked God to heal him, heal his heart where he's broke, and to, and to take away the images of the, of the replay. And the Lord healed him. He didn't have that problem anymore. He'll do the same thing for you today, brother in Christ. He'll do the same thing for you today, sister. He loves his people. He loves you, and he wants to help. The Lord is mighty in battle. Trauma can be replayed emotionally, even if the memory is repressed. Certain events can trigger unexpected anger with the danger of anger always present. Triggers can bring fear, resulting in panic attacks. Undealt with trauma can bring the numbness or the need to be numbed. As I spoke on that earlier. Triggers. So listen, some people handle things different. For some, that trauma brings that anger, just ready to explode. Under the surface, anger, explosive, boom, here it is. Other people are fear. Something happens and they just want to retreat. Undealt with trauma. I know people that start walking out to freedom and walk out deliverance, but they're not fully healed yet. See, the thing is, we want to cast these demons out, but we're going to pray for healing so we can be healed and Then walk out our deliverance and keep those demons out, replacing all those lies with the word of the living God, what God says about things instead of what the enemy fabricated through his lies, through events. But I've seen people walking things out and then they'll make a phone call to talk to their father or talk to their mother. And as soon as they have that conversation, even though they're walking things out, that conversation with their father and mother, who now they might even get along with, but maybe not. But the toxicity of it causes them to backslide. Well, I pray today that you get so healed, you'll be wise to do what the Lord shows you to do, but you'll never walk in fear again, and you'll be able to process things in the holy way the Lord intends for you to. A trauma can bring emotional flatness, can make you preoccupied, distant, can bring coldness, despair, loss of self-esteem, replay. There can be images, thoughts, flashbacks, nightmares, paranoia, sleeplessness, insomnia can occur when a person is not at peace, always looking for danger. Listen, if you don't sleep well, it's different if Lord wakes you up three o'clock in the morning because he's made that your watch to get up and pray. But if you're not sleeping well, something has stolen your peace. 
something has stolen your peace. Psalm 3, Psalm 4, go read them. Read them. It's about David. Arise, O Lord, and deliver me. He said, I'm surrounded by tens of thousands. But then he said, he lays his head down and sleeps peacefully. Doesn't matter what's around us. Doesn't matter what's going on. When you're the redeemed of the Lord, you're delivered and you're healed. You can sleep peacefully knowing that you're at peace with God. You're at peace with yourself and you're at peace with anybody that'll be at peace with you. So right now in the name of Jesus, I just go on a rebuke, sleeplessness, insomnia, paranoia, flashback. Images. I rebuke you in Jesus' name. I bind those spirits and I put you on notice. You might as well get out now because you're going to come out anyway. Coldness, flatness, despair in Jesus' name. Shock can follow traumatic experience and it brings its own stupor, anxiety, overactivity, agitation, impaired judgment, confusion, detachment, and depression. Now, what's the answer to it? It's Jesus. Luke 2.32 is a light for revelation of the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. John 12.46, I'm come into the world as a light that everyone that believes on me may not abide in darkness. John 12.46, I'm going to say it again. I am come into the world as a light that everyone that believes on me may not abide in darkness. Mark 4.22, for there is nothing hidden which shall not be made manifest, nor does any secret thing take place, but that it should come to the light. Hidden wounds bound by trauma manifest in unholy actions and hindrances that prevent us from being all that we can be in Christ. The Lord is the light who shall bring up these hidden works of darkness. Matthew 7 and 7 says, Ask, and it shall be given to you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened to you. And I ask you today, are you willing to ask? Are you willing to seek? Are you willing to knock? Jesus just said, Matthew 7, 7, it is written in his word. Ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened to you. We need to ask the Lord to show us any open wounds left in our lives. When there are open wounds, we face the issue of, I'll just call it commonality. It means you can be affected by spirits similar in nature to what has invaded our wounds. We need to give Jesus permission to heal us and ask him what we need to do as part of the healing. I have a, a sister she, in Christ. She's like a daughter in the Lord to us, uh, but she's a wonderful woman of God, a deliverance minister herself. And uh, she had a story. She was a nurse traveling around in East Texas at the time. And she had this one place that she always went into that um, uh, had a Buddha in it. It was a medical clinic or something. And when she would go in there, she would get sick immediately and nauseous. And about the third or fourth time she went in there, she just stopped and said, Father, Lord, what is this? Why is this happening to me? And immediately he brought the picture back to her in her mind of her doing yoga when she was a teenager. She repented for the yoga. She broke the soul ties with the people she did yoga with. She broke the curse. She commanded the demons to come out, and she asked God to heal her of anything that got opened. Now listen, that right there was a sin that opened the door to demons, okay? So the traumatic things that happened to us are sins by others against us, or our own sins that opened our own wounds. But nonetheless, when she did that, even though it wasn't necessarily something that somebody whacked her, 
that brought trauma, but that commonality, see, what the commonality was she had in common was those Eastern religion demons, the Hindu demons, that here she is with this Buddha in this place. So once she broke all that, she could walk in and out of there and never feel a thing. So then all she had to do is walk in there, bind that Buddha every time she went in there and command those demons to sit down and shut up while she was in there. Lord will do the same thing for you today. We want to get rid, and I want to say this, my wife, my wife Callie, she's a, a beautiful woman of God. You would never know it to look at her, to see what the Lord has done, the miracles, the, the healing, and the deliverance he's done in her life. But when I first met her, she she was a crack addict, and, and the Lord took her off of that, and he delivered her, and he healed her, and, and we began this process, both her and me, walking out our lives together, walking out our deliverance with fear and trembling. Same word, deliverance and salvation are, are synonyms. So save from something is deliverance. Thank you, Lord. Deliverance, salvation, they're synonyms. So we began walking out our salvation with fear and trembling, and she forgave, and she forgave herself, and she forgave God, and she forgave others, and we prayed healing over her. And we, we've dealt with this trauma, but for a number of years in the early years, when we would go through a part of town that was cracked town, not only would she sense it, but she wanted to get out of there. She wanted to get out of there because she wasn't fully healed yet. Sometimes healing's a process. We invite the Lord in and we begin. And also, I'm just going to uh, plan out, say that back then, we don't know things we know now. We hadn't walked these things out like we have now. But after a couple of years and more healing and more deliverance, that she could drive through the crack town way back, way back then and even up to now. And she'll know it's there. I know it's there. And we know, but we're able to just sit there and pray for the people. We're not moved to flee out of there. That's what happens when you're healed. So I want to say this again. We need to give Jesus permission to heal us and ask him what we need to do as part of our healing. He may give you some instructions. So we're, we're going to do deliverance. We're going we're gonna to forgive people. We're going to break curses. We're going to cast out demons. We're going to pray for healing. We'll break unholy soul ties. We'll do everything that needs to be done. Soul ties are things that leak you to another human being. Some of you need to be unlinked from other human beings in the spirit. And we'll do all that. But God may give you some specific instructions. And part of those, and I'll just tell you, part of your healing is going to come. Your healing comes when you pray for those that have hurt you. If they're dead, you pray that they hope they're in heaven and cheering you on instead of roasting in hell. And if they're alive, you ask God to bless them and deliver them like he's delivering you. And you keep doing that and your healing will come into place. God may give you something specific to do. We need to apply the blood of Jesus to any remaining wounds. I do that right now as the Lord takes us through this process. We will have to forgive the persons, places, and circumstances he brings to remembrance. The Lord will choose the timing. He might heal many of your wounds at once. He could heal all of them. He could do them one at a time. He could do a process. He knows what you can handle and how to bring you through to the very best position that you'll ever be, which is in him doing it his way and how he wants you to, submitting under his lordship. Matthew 18, 19. Again, I say unto you that if any two of you shall agree on this earth concerning any matter, whatsoever it may be, they shall ask, it shall come to them from my Father who is in the heavens. So I ask you this. Do you agree that trauma and all associated spirits have to go? If you agree, say yes, I agree. Ephesians 5, 8. For you were once darkness, 
but now light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. I ask you now, are you willing to walk in the light? Are you willing to walk in the light? This means that you got to do things Jesus' way. <laughs> that means you got to be obedient to the Lord. So we can pray. God can do miraculous things for you. I believe he's going to do that. You're going to have to then walk it out. And if you choose darkness, things will come back. If you choose light, the Lord will keep you. He will keep you. He's your rescue. He's mighty in battle. He loves you. I'm going to say this before we go any further. I say this in almost every teaching I do. Be quick to repent and quick to forgive. Quick to repent, quick to forgive. As soon as you know you've sinned, repent for it. Go to the Lord quickly. Quickly go to the Lord. If he's telling you ahead of time and you feel like you're weak, call a brother or sister. If you're male, you, you need a brother. If you're, if you're a female, you need a sister. If you're married, talk to your husband and wife. If, and I hope you're equally yoked. You pray together. But let them know you're under a battle. You're under temptation. Get somebody else involved so you bring it to the light. That's what we do. We walk in the light. Be quick to repent, quick to forgive. The minute I start getting offended at somebody, I begin forgiving them. So I, I, I can't afford, listen, you can't afford to be offended. So the minute somebody offends me, I'm saying I forgive them, Lord. I release them, Lord. I'm asking you to bless them, Lord. I'm not going to walk around in offense. I can't afford it, and neither can you. So I ask you, are you willing to walk in the light? Now, in the name of Jesus, I'm going to begin to pray. And I'm going to ask you to pray along with me if you can. And if you just come into agreement, that's good enough. If you just say, I agree. But I'm going to begin to pray. And then we're going to begin to do some deliverance. So, dear Heavenly Father, you're the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And all glory is yours. You are my deliverer, my shield, and my buckler. You're my front guard and rear guard. I come to you now in the name of our awesome King Jesus and ask you as a little child for your light to shine in my life. Lord Yahweh, in Jesus' name, I'm asking you to show me any open wounds from trauma and shock in my life. I'm asking you for healing in these areas. I believe you will show them to me because I am a child of your light and not of darkness. I'm asking you to show me what I need to do as part of the healing process. I'm asking you for your strength in Jesus Christ to help me as we walk this out. Where I've sinned myself as a result of these wounds, I take responsibility. And I ask you for the gift of godly sorrow that leads to repentance. I declare in advance that it is my choice of will to forgive all, including myself. Now take just a moment. Take just a moment. If you've got a pen and a piece of paper, write down who the Lord's showing you you need to forgive. Write down the things you need to forgive and what was done to you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for granting godly sorrow. Thank you, Lord, in advance for your love and grace and granting me victory over darkness. I thank you from this day forward. Trauma will not be the glue that binds wounds open and demons together as trauma has no place in me. I bind the strong man assigned against me in Jesus' name. I apply the blood of Jesus to any open wounds. I bind and break all demonic shields and seals. Now, see, I did this earlier. Your agreement. This is your deliverance. This is your healing. I'm going to say this again, and I'm going to give some of you need to repeat it with me. Some of you just say, I agree. Thank you, Lord, in advance for your love and grace in granting me victory over darkness. I thank you that from this day forward, trauma 
will not be the glue that binds wounds open and demons together as trauma has no place in me. I bind the strong man assigned against me in Jesus' name. I apply the blood of Jesus to any open wounds. I bind and break all demonic shields and seals in Jesus' name. I submit to your lordship, Jesus. And I believe that according to Luke 10, 19, you have given me authority over all the power of the enemy. I believe you've commanded me and all believers to cast out demons in Mark 16 and 17. And I agree that as the minister calls the spirits out, that all spirits who are called out have to leave whose legal rights are broken. Now, your agreement here is agreeing that when I start calling these demons out, they're going to go. I agree that all like spirits have to leave. So I may call out anger, but if I don't call out rage, rage is going too, okay? So like spirits that are spirits that are like the ones that are the same kind, the same, what they do is bring the same kind of effects. So all like spirits are going to go too. I agree and command that all squatters has, have to leave as well in Jesus' name. Sometimes people just break curses. Sometimes people, they forget. But listen, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. So the demons will stay even though their legal rights are broken. When you repent, you're breaking legal rights to the enemy. When you break soul ties, you're breaking legal rights to the enemy. When you take accountability for what your ancestors have done, you're, you're breaking legal rights. But then we need to expel those demons, and they will go in Jesus' name. I believe that Yahweh God is for me and not against me. I believe where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. And I believe who the Son Jesus sets free is free indeed. Say, I receive the salvation and deliverance of the Lord. Now, when we start into the deliverance, take a deep breath, let it out without hyperventilating. Some of you may cough. Some of you may sneeze. Some of you may burp. Some of you may throw up. Some of you may cry. Some of you may yawn over and over and over again. And you may do any of those things over and over again. And some of you may just simply breathe in and out, but your life will change. We don't determine the manifestations. Just get free. Some of you may find yourself having to go to the bathroom. Just go to the bathroom when the time comes, if that's, if that's the case. If you can hold it, hold it till we get through. But if you got to go, go. It doesn't, they come in, listen, demons are like the air. The Greek word for a spirit is pneuma. Pneuma means it's like the air. It's like the wind that's blowing outside. You see the wind, and the wind's blowing at my house. I see the leaves blowing. I see the limbs moving, but I don't see the wind, but I can see what it's doing. Well, demons are like that, but they're also not subject to matter. That means the walls don't block demons. They can come in and out of walls. They can come in and out from under the floor. They can come in and out of the ceiling. They can come straight through. They can come through the doors. They can come through the windows. They can come into your body. If you're born again, blood bought, you can't be possessed. You're owned by Jesus. But they will live in your body. Listen, they'll come in your body and torment your soul. And they'll come in your body and bring sickness to your body. Some of you are going to get physically healed today as these demons are expelled. When, a, when, a, when you get born again, the Holy Spirit comes and lives in your spirit, man. That is like the Holy of Holies in the temple. He lives in your spirit, man. No demon's going to live in there. But they'll come in your outer court, which is what your body is. And I'll torment you in your inner court, which is your soul, your mind, your will, and emotions. Right now, in the name of Jesus, now we're going to break unholy soul ties, and we're going to move on.
And if there's uh, some of you listening and you got other people beside you, don't worry about them. Don't stop and comfort them. Leave each other alone. Let God be God. Let God be God. Get your own deliverance, each of you. Let God arise and the enemy be scattered. And you may be one that's making a lot of noise and the person over there is not. Well, if you're the one making the noise, that don't mean you got any more demons than they do. Your demons just might be noisemakers and theirs aren't. They might have 10 times as more as you. And if you're that one, don't think that you're not contaminated because they're, they're, they're making noise. And none of that matters. Just get free. So everybody who will, speak these words with me. Lord, I break unholy soul ties with. And I'm going to ask you right now to close your eyes. And I ask you, Father, to show them the faces of who they need to break ties with. And even if you want to, as an act of faith, when the Lord shows you the face, take one hand and chop it into the other one. Chop it into the other one. Say, I break that in Jesus' name. 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 Thank you, Father. Thank you for showing your people. Thank you the hoodwinks taken off, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Thank you the blindfold is gone, Lord. Every hidden work of darkness removed in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, they see in the name of Jesus. You may need to make tie, break ties with yourself and your own poor opinion of yourself. You may need to break ties, listen, with the demons, with the demons, with perversion, with idolatry. Just break ties with whatever the Lord brings to you. So you may see things, you may hear things. The Lord speaks to his people many ways. Still small voice, unction of the Holy Ghost. You just know something. You just know. Sometimes it's visions. However he talks to you, break them. If he shows you a place, just a place too, he can show you the building. Break it in Jesus' name. You don't have to know the names. If you know the names, fine. But the Lord shows he's good to his people. He loves you. Say, I send all these souls where they belong. And I call my soul back to me covered in the blood of Jesus. I break all unholy blood covenants. I break all unholy blood covenants between me and these people. And I command all spirits that transferred into me to leave along with every foreign soul in Jesus' name. Take a deep breath. Let them go, let them go, let them go, let them go, let them go. In Jesus' name, even any human spirits from astral projection, I command you to be carried. I thank you, Father, that you would have your angels carry those human spirits to Jesus to be judged in the name of Jesus. I cut the silver cords and all cords of witchcraft of any color in the name of Jesus and give you the glory for it, Father. Now, in the name of Jesus, I'm going to begin to call these spirits out. I'm going to call them out. You do what I said. Just take your deep breaths. If they begin to come out in any of those other ways, do not stop it. I pray right now for divine wedges in every human being that will participate in this deliverance, that, Lord, that would keep the demons from trying to slip back in. I thank you, Father, for your angels in advance that go in and swing their swords and cut every tail hold, every bite, every grip, every handhold in the name of Jesus. I break up right now every coven of witches in the name of Jesus. I erase every pentagram with the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. I forbid every witchcraft coven to hold hands in the name of Jesus, and I forbid them to call for outside help. I cut off all outside help. I bind, gag, blind, and render deaf and mute every demonic spy now in the name of Jesus and Father give you the glory for what you're about to do and what you've already done in Jesus name now right now I separate trauma 
from these demons and any others they're glued to in Jesus' name. Amnesia, disassociation, shock, improperly motivated forgetting, improperly motivated forgiving, suppression, severe headache, frenzy, fear, lurking fear, paranoia, insomnia, nightmares, terror, horror, severe stress, moderate stress, trifling stress, painful memory, pain, full body pain, floating pain, flashback, replay, go in the name of Jesus, trauma go, up and out in the name of Jesus, trauma from the molesting, trauma from the rapes, trauma from the murder, trauma from combat, trauma from abortion, trauma go, everybody who will say, Lord, forgive me for every sin, forgive me and my family, my bloodline, for idolatry, witchcraft, shedding of innocent blood, passing children through the fire, and broken covenants. Say, I break these curses in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And I command those spirits to go now. In Jesus' name. Go, idolatry. Go, in the name of Jesus. Go, witchcraft. Go, murder. Go, broken covenants. Now all these others, any tide here. Go, 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 go. Up and out. Get out, stress. Get out, fear. Get out, paranoia. Get out, insomnia. Get out, all of you. In the name of Jesus, go, 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 go. Trauma from the bullies. Trauma from parental abuse. Trauma from the abuse of the father. Trauma from the abuse of the mother. Trauma from words of abuse. Trauma from the bully in school. Trauma from the coaches. Trauma from the divorce. In the name of Jesus, I pull those hammers out of their chest. In the name of Jesus, go, 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 go. All abuse go. Physical abuse, child abuse, sexual abuse. Verbal abuse, indoctrination in the name of Jesus, even from the military in the name of Jesus. Go, 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 go. All trauma from initiation, all trauma from sexual abuse, all violators, molester in the name of Jesus. Go, 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 go. In the name of Jesus, incest, get out of God's people, unclean spirits, insecurity, confusion, go. Bipolar spirits, go. Schizophrenia, go. In the name of Jesus, manic depressive, go. Obsessive compulsive go. I break your power. All double mindedness in the name of Jesus. Unstable. I break your power. Impaired judgment. I break your power. Anger go. Seething anger go. Agitation go. Betrayal go. Revenge go. Some of you made vows from the trauma when you were a little child and it's affected you your whole life. Maybe you made a vow after you got divorced or somebody left you, but these vows are things like, I'll never love again. I'll never be like my father. I'll never marry a man like my father. I'll never marry a woman like my mother. I'll never be like my mother. And then you find yourself doing exactly what you said you'd never do or becoming just like them or marrying somebody just like them because there was an unholy judgment and it gave the enemy a right to listen. Not that we're saying what they did was right, but you got to forgive and the enemy takes advantage of things. So you let them go. You forgive them, but you break these vows. If you're with me, break them. I break the outer vows. I break the inner vows. If you made the vow like I wish I was dead, they'd be better off without me. I'd be better off dead. You'd be better off without me. If you come into agreement with death from the trauma, come out of that agreement. I break that now. I break it. I break this curse of death and command death to flee in Jesus' name. I command anxiety to flee, panic to flee, terror to flee, numbing to flee, emotionally flat, go, all shock, go, dazed, despair, overactivity, withdrawal, detachment, 
depression, heaviness go. I break the power of disappointment, discouragement, and depression. I break that threefold cord and command those spirits to go. I break the power of death and hell and the grave. I command those spirits to go in Jesus' name. I break the power of accident and injury. I break the power of death and destruction. I break the power of calamity. And I command that threefold cord to be broken and those spirits to go. I command all unforgiveness to go. All bitterness to go. All hatred to go. Anger, hatred, murder. I break that threefold cord and command those spirits to go. Jealousy go in the name of Jesus. Go, 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 go. Now shame go. Some of you got shame on you. Jesus died so you didn't have to live in shame. He made you, he said, though your sins be as scarlet, he make you white as snow. Though your sins be as crimson, he said he'd make you white as wool. That's what he does for us. So receive your robe of righteousness. Get that shame off. Some of you need to just grab it as an act of faith, like shame is across your face and over your head. Take it off now and give it to the Lord Jesus. Say, Lord, I give you this shame. It's not mine. Let him have it. Receive from him and then take it from him and put on a robe of righteousness that came with your garment of salvation. Now, shame go. False identity go. Lost identity go. Fractured identity go. Rejection and self-hatred. Root of rejection, I pull you up all the way from childhood to now in Jesus' name. Now, death you have to go. Death from seeing death. Death from the wages of sin. Death from the loss of a loved one. Bondage. Control. Witchcraft. Sorcery. Manipulation. Rebellion. Domination. And bullying. Trauma go. And take all those with you. In Jesus name. Now Father. In the name of Jesus. Now listen. Born again. Saints. Church of the living God. Raise your hands and receive from the Lord. And Father, I thank you that as I speak, you're going to perform what I speak because you said you would in your word in Jesus' name. You said the thing I decree you would cause to come to pass. Now, Father, I thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Now, you've got to receive this. And I thank you, Lord, that perfect love shall come in and cast out fear in the name of Jesus. And I thank you for your cleansing power, Lord. I speak to your children, Lord. I ask you to cleanse their bodies of any toxins and chemicals released through the trauma or any other source. I'm going to ask you in the name of Jesus. And I'm going to ask you now to put keep one hand up and put the other one over your navel in the name of Jesus. And I, right now, I cut off right there in the name of Jesus, any umbilical cord to darkness in the name of Jesus, any uh, spiritual umbilical cord, we cut it and thank you for your healing flowing into them, healing their hearts, Lord, healing their bowels, healing their kidneys. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus that their bodies are cleansed of the toxins and chemicals from the trauma. I thank you, Father, you restore any damaged DNA. You heal their immune systems. I thank you, Lord, for erasing the unholy pictures, the unholy words, the unholy sensual memory in their touch or feel, their taste, smell, as they allow you, Jesus, to remove the disorder, the disease, and the disharmony. Your life and your order flow into them, Lord. The breath of life from the Holy Ghost. I command trauma and shame associated with scent and attached to the skin to flee now in Jesus' name. I declare your people have identity 
in Jesus and a life more abundant. I declare they will love you with all their heart, mind, and strength and love their neighbors as they love themselves. In the name of Jesus, I command any remaining trauma, shock, terror, and shame to come out, come out of their muscles, come out of their ligaments, come out of their tendons, their bones, marrow, heart, lungs, liver, kidneys, bowel, spleen, pancreas, appendix, stomach, come out of the reproductive organs, come out of their brain, come out of the amygdala, come out of the hypothalamus, come out of their eyes, ears, and nose. Father, I thank you for resetting the hypothalamus and the amygdala. Reset them, Lord, in the name of Jesus. I break the power of perpetual fight or flight in Jesus' name. Ask the Lord. Say, Father, I'm asking you to rewrite my cellular memory. Rewrite my cellular memory. I speak that in the name of Jesus. That Lord, you would. I speak it. Thank you, Lord, that you rewrite their cellular memory. Now say, Lord, I thank you in Jesus' name. I receive the healing. I receive it now. I receive healing for my body, my physical body. I do break the power of any trauma that came in through blows to the body. And any unhealed wound would be healed. Any bruising need to be healed. I, I thank you, Father. I see it right now. I thank you, Father, that trauma comes out of the stripes from the belts where there was abuse. In the name of Jesus, from fist blows all over their bodies. I break that. In Jesus' name, command no spirits to go. I thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, every, every spiritual knife wound be closed. Every spiritual stripe be healed. Every, every trauma from bullets in the name of Jesus. That trauma leaves those spots and your healing virtue flow, Father. Thank you for the miracle of healing in the name of Jesus. Trauma on the spots of the body where the fist struck and on the fist of the striker in the name of Jesus. Trauma, go. Trauma where the hair was pulled and dragged across the road. I break that. I break all that in the cellular memory in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And Father, I speak your healing. I speak your love. I speak your love. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Say, I celebrate this freedom you've given me, Lord. And I give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We give you all the glory and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Sheila? Wow, what incredibly powerful show. Boy, I bet you lots of people got deliverance from this. Shoot us both an email. Let us know your testimony from this very powerful deliverance. I hope everybody receives so much freedom from this show. King Rand, please give out your information for the folks, how they can get in touch with you. And also just a quick reminder again, that Freemasonry show that is linked below in the description. You have to check that out if you already have not. What a powerful show that is too. I am so looking forward to the testimonies from this show. I'm really excited about it. Again, give out your information, please if you would, sir. My wife, Callie, and I, we have a, a website. It's ChristOutreachOklahoma.com. ChristOutreachOklahoma.com. You can also get to it by KingRitchie.com. K-I-N-G-R-I-C-H-E-Y.com. It will say it's a good day to war on it. Lots of resource there. Our um, personal information's there. You can can uh, read about what the Lord's done in our lives. Uh, there are some audio and video teachings, and you will see our um, phone numbers and such, too. You can also text me at 713-299-5377, 713-299-5377. And uh, if you need more help, we're delighted to help people. 
So we're praying God has helped you today, and may he bless the hearer in Jesus' name. Amen. King, it's always such an incredible pleasure to have you on the program. Thank you for doing this amazing teaching and deliverance prayer today. I thank you, sir, and I look forward to coming back real soon. Thank you, Sheila. It's been a, been a blessing. Folks, again, that was King Rand Ritchie. His information's linked there below. All that information, plus the Freemasonry teaching that he did. Powerful, powerful stuff. Hey, I would recommend, you know what? It's a great ministry to donate to. Perfectly consider an offering to an incredible ministry. All that information is linked below because I know you got blessed by that show. Wow. That may be one of the most important shows I've done this year. People need to get free from this and everyone has layers of the spirit of trauma. Well, we are just plumb out of time. I hope you guys enjoyed the show today. We'll see you real soon. Good night and God bless.